Greetings, dear listener. This is Kirby here to apologize for this particular episode taking so long to get put out, but things get a little busy, and I am happy to announce that not only are we going to be concluding this mini-series, we are also going to be picking up our regular show, which we should be seeing new episodes uh, in the next couple of weeks after this recording. That will just cover, like the stuff that we were originally doing and we'll hopefully have some interviews lined up and you'll hear more about that in the next episode but i'll just leave it there and we'll pick up with this episode thank you for listening d20 radio where gamers roll You're listening to Broken Palisades, a Prime by Cortex miniseries. This show features adult language and depictions of violence. We hope you enjoy the show. We fade in to Michelle and Maze in the stomach of this dilapidated building. What has come jumped out of the shadows were once human. They wear modern clothing, uh, so they don't seem to have come from the town of Utenval, but who's to say what kind of clothing they used to wear. Uh, when they come out, you can see that uh, what has specifically transpired is you can see limbs. Uh, they each seem to have at least one, sometimes two limbs that are oversized and grown. And there are these orange stalks growing from said infected limbs. The skin seems to have shed from here and has mutated. And we just see the musculature of these creatures as they are now clicking wildly, screeching and descending on you. They are moving surprisingly fast for what they are. What do you do? Well, the first- Do the- um... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say dumb joke. You go ahead. I'd like some levity in this situation. <laughs> I was just gonna say, whatever we do, we should not touch them because uh, whatever's grown out of them, it probably can affect us. I don't want to be anywhere. I don't want to touch that at all. I don't know. I had something in my head and I lost it. No, they do look like infections. Do they seem at all like adverse to the the light that's coming in at all? Oh, good or idea. once you discern this, okay, survival for sure. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be a 12 for the okay. for the difficulty, which makes sense. You're trying to figure this out in the middle of being bum-rushed. Yeah. I think she's going to pop out her binoculars really quickly to see, like, I don't know. I guess she's looking for weaknesses for this thing, or all these things. Oh, it's a 10. But I'm definitely going to spend a plot point to bring it up to a 13. And I'm going to buy that D10 hitch. Uh, so more specifically, I'm going to turn that d10 that i already have into a d12 in the doom pool using that d10 no not good doom pool is currently sitting at 3d8 in a d12 so you're going to get a d4 asset here uh d4 because you don't have any other dice left Mm -hmm. to use as an effect die but yeah i think we are going to say that there is a light aversion here and that's what the asset is uh d4 light aversion cool uh, now, with that said, uh, Michelle, what are you currently doing? 
Well, uh, you know, I'm not really as academically inclined, but I also have learned the folly of rushing right into a situation. So what I think makes the most sense at this point in time would not be to fight these things that are clearly infected with some sort of fungal infection, but instead to see if I can't drop something on top of them or give us some space in between them so we're not fighting them out in the open. So basically, rocks fall, everyone but us dies. <laughs> okay. So collapse more roof. <laughs> yeah, because the best thing you should do when you're trapped in the ground is collapse the roof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I guess that's trying to make an acid, or I don't know, what do you think that would be? Complication? I think that will ultimately just be a contest, yeah. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, because by nature of, like, collapsing the roof, you're, like, letting more light in, so you can definitely leverage the light aversion assets that maze just test created so that's a d4 in your pool what skill do you think applies here i'm looking through them right now and um i don't know which one would be a good one uh endure maybe or is that like it depends on how you're bringing the um ceiling that's a down good point. um if you're using like a weapon that'll be a clash if you are trying to dislodge something that'll be sort of a labor i mean i have you a could spear. try to persuade it to just collapse of its own accord. You can use your spear as leverage. Well, if I the only problem is if I throw my spear, it's gonna be hard to get back later. But I can always make a new spear. Alright, let me give it a shot. Or it can inexplicably be back later, who knows? I guess I could try to throw my spear to dislodge some rocks. Alright, so that'd probably be prowess, clash, spear, the D4 asset. I guess not secretly a total disaster. That would be more the disaster lesbian stuff. I guess a uh, strong, quiet type. Yeah, I think that applies. What do you think? You do it very stoically. <laughs> this, the, my character's stoic. I'm not stoic at all, as you probably have discerned. <laughs> it's not bad. Well, first I'm going to do A plus 6, get us a good 14 with a D10 effect die. And then I'm going to... I have I have like three plot points, actually. So I'm going to spend one more and add that extra three get us up to a 17, just as protection. Okay, so uh, once more, we have a 17 and what's the effect I? D10. So it'd be D10. 17 for D10. I am going to spend a D8 to um, just give them another D8 in the pool, but it's otherwise not a huge pool. We'll see how this pans out. Okay, five with an opportunity. So um, I am once more treating this like a mob so you are effectively, you're, you're taking a die out from the uh, mob pool. I think what happens, or actually, why don't you describe what your success looks like, uh, which is a heroic success. So the highest rolling die I had was a D8. So add a D8 to your hero dice. Okay, so what happens is, is that I see, I, you know, get my spear at the ready. I see that there's some rocks overhanging where they are, and I throw it. It goes in between a crack in the rock wall. The ground shakes, the entire place shakes, and the rocks fall down, landing on these creatures as the spear fall. Spear also kind of falls off the whole thing, crushing quite a few of them. And then, you know, it's a heroic success, so the spear falls down, bounces off the rocks, and flies back into my hands. Because it's just cool like that. Mjolnir. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. At this point, we're whittled down to only a couple of these creatures. These creatures, um, I, th I would say like three of them got smashed in, in that like little maneuver there. Uh, but these creatures are now trying to 
pounce on uh, Maze while Michelle is taking care of these creatures. Uh, so just as the roof is coming down, uh, Maze, you find yourself face to face with two of these creatures that are very nearly in arm's length as they hold out uh, their hands to try to grab you and pull you into the dark. So I think she wants to do something stupid. She grabs Michelle and tells her to hold on. Um, and she wants to detach part of the net that they're on so that they can hold on to the net and those things, those creatures will fall down. So we'll see how good this Indiana Jones move does. Kind of like the, the bridge, collapsing the bridge and they're holding on to it. So mm-hmm. that is a 13. But it is magic. And when using magic, a two also counts. Um, right. I, yeah. Forgot to remind you last time. Of course. Uh, I am going to buy that hitch. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and figure this out. 14. You said you had a 13. Oh man. This is a contest. Yeah. So if you want, you can pick up dice again and try to beat the 14. Does come with the risk of a complication or you just give in. Yeah. She's definitely going to, at this point, it's, like she's got to do this for their survival now we'll roll something different <laughs> <laughs> would it be like the same using magic or is doing something a different way like would this be steel to try to hold on to the net or i would say it's, it's probably going to be more of an indoor or yeah indoor or steel it's fine oh no <laughs> and another hitch okay Six in another hitch. I'm going to buy that. Uh, so give yourself another plot point. Can I use a hero die just to, just to see if she can uh, just another just to bump it up a little bit? An 11. That's better. 11. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to take a d4 complication. So yeah, I think what happens here is you you managed to pull you say you're pulling uh, Michelle into this too right yeah. to try to get you both in safety yeah. i think what happens here is you managed to uh pull Michelle onto the thing just as like Michelle's catching her spear now everything plays out for Michelle you said the net was going to catch her and then do what well so like she gets caught in the net but half the net is detached from the other side so that these creatures fall while we're sort of still caught in the net you know how like a trampoline if you like release some of the springs like half of it will just hang loosely that's kind of what she's trying to do so yeah you pull michelle into the nets i think what happens here is that you get entangled in the part of the net that's that's actually kind of drooping at this point. Um, And yeah, these two creatures do fall fall in, but one of them manages to uh, grab onto you. And despite its burning flesh, as part of its flesh is now like bathed into the light, it is hanging on uh, as best as it can and clicking wildly. You see the face of someone who was once a sane human. Now, your complication here is just going to be a D4 entangled. Their main goal was originally to grab you and pull you into the dark. Now, they have managed to grab onto you. They still want to warm you into the dark, and I think your 
complication is actually working for you here now that I think about the entangled one. Uh, what would you like to do? Fuck. Michelle, can you? I'm kind of stuck. How did you? Where did that even? Where are these nets coming from? How do you even fit those in your pockets? Does that dress have pockets? I want pockets. It's kind of like a skirt, but, you know. <laughs> anyway, you said you need to get out of these nets? I guess I could cut you down, but I'm stab also- Stab this thing! Stab this thing! No, don't, don't, don't cut. Stab, 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 please stab. Oh, that's way easier. Well, stab, stab, stab. Is that acid still just a d4? The discern the sunlight? Yeah, the aversion of the sunlight. I'm going to use prowess, clash, spear, strong, quiet. Uh, well, not really being too quiet, am I? But I am a renowned hunter. So d10, d10, d6. But I also have these four d8s, by the way. Uh, so I think I'm going to use two of them because I have these hero dice and add them to the pool. So that'd be d10, d10, d6, 3d8. The whole benefit of hero dice is that you get to roll them after you've already made the roll. Oh, you can add them in. Um, so you get to see what your roll is. Yeah, and you add them in. So uh, don't don't spin them out of your hero dice yet. The best I can do there is a 9 with a d10, which is okay, I guess. I could add an extra, but that would just get it up to an 11. I think I'm going to add, use a d8, if that's cool, for my hero dice. Nice. Yes. So that's still, that's better though. So that's 8 plus, so now I have 8, 5, so that's, oh, 9 plus 8, that's even better. 17 plus a d10 effect die. Uh, with it's just going to be an 8, and uh, this is going to be a d10 hero die uh, toward you. Yeah, I think you managed to uh, thrust into this creature. You, it takes a couple of stabs, but finally, like, lets go and falls into the recesses of uh, what's, what's the remainder of this building, which is really just one floor. Uh, so it falls with a meaty slap against the ground. You no longer um, see it as it scuttles out of the uh, lights, and all is quiet once more. We cut over to Zakar and Ronnie. Zakar, Ronnie, you are moving your way through the green, getting closer and closer as you can to the giant tree in the center of this. I think you finally reached the base. The tree seems to loom over the two of you by 40 feet. Clay Pot itself is at the highest ledge. Well, gone. What, you want me to climb that thing? Yeah, you're the one who wants it. All right, fine. Yeah, I'm going to try to see if I can not climb up to the ledge to retrieve the rest of the pot. Okay, go ahead and roll. The difficulty is uh, 18. Ooh, that's so high. Why don't you make it a little bit more challenging? Okay, yeah, I'll spend a die. <laughs> oh, no. No, okay. <laughs> now, Ronnie, are you just sta- sticking around at the bottom of the street? Um, I honestly expected him to make me go up and get it. <laughs> okay. Do you need, like, help? Like... Does a car count as an animal? Because I do have a specialty in animal handling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Humans are animals, after all. I don't know what kind of, like, mechanical benefit I will give him, but can I be, like, calling up, like, helpful directions, maybe? Like, oh, there's a branch to your left that looks sturdy. Or, like, no, don't grab that. That's about to fall out. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, that's going to be more of a, I think with our given skill list, I think that's going to be more of a command roll or a discern. Okay, so this is a roll I should be making to help him. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, which should be super easy for you because my difficulty for this is only a two and I have an opportunity. Okay, I got a four. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got a three because you oh. don't count ones. I got a three. Yeah, oh. uh, uh, I'm going to buy both of those from you. What sad rolls I have today. Indeed. But you're you're successful. So you got that going for you. So you give a you're gonna give a D four asset to Zakar, which is somewhat good uh direction asset. It's like borderline unhelpful, like you're just being a distraction. Can you <laughs> stop? <laughs> and you know what? I'm gonna say that I am using Stabby to help get leverage as I'm like climbing up, like trying to like stick it into the tree as like a handhold. Yeah. Oh, and as far as that asset that Ronnie just gave you goes, uh, let's just call it a D6. So I um, got a nine with a D8 and D6 hitch. I will buy the D8 hitch. Okay. Uh, which ultimately gives me four D10 and a D12 in my doom pool. So yeah, I think you begin to climb up. Uh, as you do, you actually make it a fair distance. You are 20 feet up, a very familiar height for Zakar. Uh, from several sessions ago. Uh, now, as you do, uh, you're climbing onto this limb, and this is the first limb that you've reached that has those orange sacks. And the orange sack at this point is currently moving as if something is about to burst from it. These these orange sacks are all emitting uh, a equally orange light from it. More importantly, uh, they are all like moving and squirming uh, as you do so. You find yourself 20 feet onto hugging onto this limb for safety. At this point, you uh, or you can't really hear Ronnie too well, although maybe that's to your benefit. Uh, Ronnie wasn't giving the great climbing advice, greatest climbing advice. <laughs> and as you're trying to gauge where your next handhold would be, the sack bursts. What comes out was once also human. And in fact, Oof. this is the a somewhat familiar face. It's a face of one of the warriors of Kyog who were guarding the chest back in town. Now transformed, this creature of a human seems to be eight foot tall. His limbs has been elongated. His hands seems to have transformed in such a way that he now only has four fingers with talons, which now it uses to like stick to this limb. And additionally, uh, it has a light green skin. This creature's jaw becomes unnaturally uh, long as it howls at you and begins to scurry toward you. There is nothing but 20 feet uh, between you and the prize, and now there's this weird malformed creature that was once human. What do you do? How, sorry, how how uh, close to the ledge did you say I was? Uh, you're 20 feet away. You're halfway up. Yeah, and so I got this creature scurrying towards me, and I'm like not doing so well with the climbing. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe I'm going to uh, brace myself, and I think I'm going to try to uh, sort of stab, stabby through the creature into the tree to like get me a better handhold. See if that works. You know, take care of two birds with one stone. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to go ahead and spend a die for my Doom Pool to uh, add to this. This is just going to be, I think, a, a test for you, ultimately. Um, actually, so actually, since it's just a test, I'm just going to be rolling my Doom Pool. 
I think rather than rolling the full force of my doom pool, I'm just going to roll half of it, which is a places our difficulty to 16. I will say this is a high stakes roll, so keep that in mind. I can use a uh, hero dice after the fact, right? Yep, that's that's the whole point of it. Okay, so it was 16, and I've got 15 with a hitch. I am going to use a hero die, pay a plot point for that. I'm going to use a d10 hero die, actually. I'm going to go for that heroic success if I can. Okay, so that brings me to a 22. So I think that does count as a heroic success then. That does count as heroic success, which would actually land you a d10 heroic die. Ooh, nice. Even though, even though it came up a hitch? Uh, the hero die is based off of whatever my highest rolling die was, which was a d10. Okay, so I just get my hero die back then. That's pretty cool. So that bounces back into you. And yeah, once you describe your success, uh, I would say that you are definitely going to make it up. But what does that look like? So I think what happens is the creature's scurrying towards me. And I sort of am holding on to Stabby right now. I sort of get a swing going. And I manage to like sort of swing up and I pull out uh, Stabby as I do so. And so I'm sort of like going flying at this thing. And I just like stab it and like kick off of it to get up some more. Like so I'm like right by the ledge hanging on. We cut down to Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie, you're looking up, and all this ichor is kind of raining down. We already talked about how it had started to rain, and at this point, the rain is at full force. It's a, growing to be a torrential downpour, and you find yourself looking up in all of this, and some of this is now ichor flying down as the rest of the sacks uh, that are hugging the limbs of this tree begin to burst and seem to convene on Zakar. Although none seem to be that close just yet uh, as the car reaches the top. Suddenly, you hear something behind you. Coming out from the green space, following seemingly in your footsteps from where you and Zakar had just walked from just minutes before, is a tall, brooding man. He is tight-lipped. All he has to say is just a giant, mm, as he wields a mace, uh, a giant mace, and threatens to uh, swing it in your direction. He's basically just stomping up in the water and all this rain and coming up with a giant swing, uh, hoping to pulverize you against the side of this tree. What do you do? Uh, That is extremely rude. So Ronnie is going to dodge out of the way and be like, what? Who are you? Where'd you come from? What do you want? All right, uh, let's go ahead and pick up some dice. Oh, Duke. Would this still be a, a clash for fighting even though i'm like defending okay yeah oh my god why am i so low i got a nine and i got a hitch (laughs) (laughs) okay so you got a nine and you also got a d10 effect die so i'm gonna go ahead and roll i am going to spend not one but two d10s from the doom pool to bolster duke's uh dice pool do you have any plot points or hero dice? I have a plot Ronnie? point. I was thinking of like, would that even? That's so low. I'll just roll it anyway. What is that? A d6? A plot point? Oh, if you uh, do you not have any hero dice? Uh, am I supposed to start with one? Because I know I had one before, but I know I have used one in the past. Uh, no, I guess you haven't had any hero dice this session then. Uh, but you don't automatically start for, uh one. You get one every time I say you get a hero die. So yeah, I, the best you can do right now, 
um, before I make this roll is to spend a plot point um, to add that two that you had already rolled to the total to make it 11. Okay, yeah. Sure, I'll just do that. So Duke comes swinging, uh, and we'll see how this pans out. Uh, this is basically his whole stick, so this is a pretty meaty pull even without me like adding the two d10s. Okay, so I don't roll very well. We have a 7 right now with a d10 effect die, and you had rolled, what, a 11, right? Once you describe these, uh, your success, and this includes a d4 complication that Duke takes because of his failure. Okay, so Ronnie just, like, significantly smaller than him, so just kind of dodges and jumps out of the way of it. And uh, what kind of complication do you want to inflict? Can he have gotten his mace stuck in the tree as he tried to swing at me? Okay. We uh, can absolutely do that. So his mace basically hits with such tremendous force that it gets stuck into the bark of this tree. You find yourself face-to-face uh, -face with Doog, who spends a moment trying to get his mace out before giving up. At this point, I think Doog is going to kind of stand there, fists clenched in a sort of like bar brawling pose. Uh, what do you do now? Can Zakar hear what's going on down there? Or is he too far up? You're too far up, and there's a lot. Uh, you're like 40 feet up. So okay, fair you're, enough. You're not going to be able to hear it. I don't want to kill him, but I do want to stop him. Can I hit him with the flat of my blade? Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, go ahead and pick up some dice. Okay, that's significantly better. Uh, 20. Okay, uh, Duke's not even going to roll against this. Uh, so, yeah, you smack uh, Duke with the flat of your blade, and your your intention here was to, like, slow him down or to stop him from attacking. I'm doing some non-lethal damage. <laughs> Is your intention to, like, knock him out or just to get him listening? I want to knock him out because I do not want him to be threatening me any longer. It's cold and wet and muddy, and I don't want to be dealing with him. This absolute giant of a man, especially compared to Ronnie, uh, who's only like a foot and a half tall. Yes, exactly yeah, that tall. Just getting smaller every episode. <laughs> kind of like dives in with both of his hands as if to like choke you out. And yeah, you just smack him across the cheek. I think we kind of see this from like his like um, point of view. Uh, from like ra rather like over his shoulder uh, and suddenly his face just twists up until we see it into the camera a very tight close-up of his face um, his eyes going cross-eyed and he just mutters Duke <laughs> and he collapses into the water there we cut back to uh, Maze and Michelle now Maze Michelle uh, we can just pick up um, to you to like getting out onto the streets and playing catch up if you like, uh, rather than you know dragging it along. But you, you tell me what would be more interesting for your characters. Yeah, I think that's like getting unentangled and sort of stumbling through the building a little bit, going out like a window. I, I think we cut to you like uh, coming out um, of this of this window and onto a not too flooded street. Although you now find yourself in this torrential downpour, uh, and the clouds have darkened uh, since you last saw them. 
We've already described y'all as being like a few blocks away when you fell into this building. I think the street that you two clamber onto is a straight shot to that green space with um, was uh, where Zakar and Ronnie were heading. Uh, so you have full view of this green space. So these webs, are you like part spider? Is that why you keep doing it? No, it's magic. It's I have the ability to create things out of na- energy, nothing. I haven't quite figured it out yet. That's kind of what I'm working on. The more magical things I encounter, the more I understand how and why I can do what I do. But that's kind of the gist of it. And I can create things out of my mind. So you're half person, half energy spider. If that makes you feel better, sure. That's really awesome. Spider maze, spider maze. So what's this city anyway? Well, it it used to be the the capital of this area before the flood. And it was uh, a, a big trading port and... Like a lot of people came through this, you know, like, as I mentioned, all the all the gods, pretty much all the gods were worshipped here. Um, but after the flood, you know, it was flooded, she sort of motions around. And uh, I don't know exactly what happened to the people, but probably a lot of them died. Well, I guess they died and turned into and whatever's here makes them into those things. My guess, it's the orange, it's the chief executive or- in orange is probably doing it. I was thinking the same thing, you know, because orange is a prevailing uh, theme with, uh, you know, visions, a tree, and now with these things. Should we see where the others are? They're they're probably at the tree. Oh, I mean, they're either at the tree or they're dead. Either way, I mean, we should probably find them, either to confirm if my share gets bigger or to see if I have to lug all you guys back up this wall later. Not sure which I prefer. You're very strange. I spend a lot of time alone. You develop weird personality quirks. Seriously, try stalking an animal for 16 hours with nothing to do but stare out into the open. And then think you don't talk to yourself. Sometimes I think I'm by myself all the time. I mean, I can't actually prove you exist. But we should go find your friends. (laughs) She stands there just a little bit. Stunned as Michelle walks forward, and then she follows. But I, I know I exist. We do know this is safe, right? You guys keep saying you see this tree in your dream, but is this tree safe? Was it a good thing in the dream, or is this like you know we touch this and we turn into a spider zombie thing? Only one way to find out. Yeah, I think we cut to the two of you, Michelle and Maze, arriving. Like I think. Half a minute after uh, Ronnie just smacked the bejesus out of uh, Doog, uh, Ronnie's smacked Doob. He's uh, laid out um, into into the like water, the ankle deep water. Michelle, Maze, Ronnie, the three of you are reunited. Uh, we'll talk about how Zakar is doing here in a second. But Maze, uh, Michelle is not lost on the two of you that. These sacks have hatched, and these creatures seem to be convening toward the top of the tree for whatever reason. Where's the car? He's up there, and we're down here, and I don't want to go up there, but that's where he is, so... What? Why is, why is he going to the top of the tree? 
Oh yeah, we found the thing, the rest of his uh, artifact, so we do need that. I don't know if it's good that, that putting that thing back together. I just want to interject. There seems to be a theme where your group just sort of rushes into not knowing anything. And then we get attacked by zombies or giant squid. Our group, you you are here with us. We are real. Yeah, but I feel like I usually plan ahead. You have been part of this group longer than Sakar has. Also, uh, he's up there, so maybe we should discuss this later. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I could probably climb the fastest. I'm afraid what if he messes with that, he'll tick off the cheese executor and orange or whatever his name was again. Or release it. These things, orange sacks, orange light, orange auras, not good. You think it's sealed away? How do you seal a god? Trying to find out more is what I've been trying to do. Can we can we discuss it later, actually? I feel like we have to get to car. I, I think your sword needs to be up there, too. I think I need to be up yeah. there real quick. And I can probably carry you three up. Just all start climbing the tree. I don't need anyone to carry me. I don't, I don't want to. What if I wanted to carry you two? I'm pretty strong. Be faster. <laughs> As you're discussing your options, yet another thing comes out from the woodworks. But... We cut up to Zakar. Zakar, you are 40 feet up into the air. You see that the other uh, sacks have uh, burst open with similar creatures, uh, once human, and seemingly uh, some of the people who were carried away from the town could this have been you. But regardless, you find yourself with the artifact in hand. Uh, you can see where the artifact was uh, broken. You found it in a nest, uh, in a large bird nest. And uh, yeah, it, it seems to be with you on your person right now. What's your immediate priority? I don't have time to really do a lot with the rest of the artifact, except I'll, I'll like throw it into my satchel real quick. And I think I just need to get out of there before things get too crazy. So I kind of think I'm going to, See if I can maybe use like climbing rope and just sort of like, uh, like belay down. As you're digging through your bag, looking over your options, and finally taking out that climbing rope, you buckle up your bag, you pick it up, and you get up. And when you turn around, not five feet away from you is Fasir. Zakar, good job, buddy. I was just talking about you. You know, Doug really wanted to throttle you after leaving us to die back in the marsh but you know i think if you were to hand that over we could call it even now now fasir i did do, i did no such thing you dropped the uh the artifact out of your pocket and i was gonna give it back to you but then that thing attacked and you know i've been keeping it uh keeping it for you you know we should probably get down before we uh talk about this any further you know because and i sort of just like nod to the sacks that seem to be like opening up and glowing and stuff bow in hand well one of us is going to climb down now zakar i've never known you to return anything in your life that was at the end of a arrow tip or blade well i'm asking you now to hand that over and he holds up the bow and arrow uh, getting ready to um, shoot you if necessary. And he's actually going to be picking up dice. 
to try to uh, intimidate you for a contest. So he has rolled a 17 with a D8 effect. So he's trying to uh, intimidate me, you said. Not like shoot at me. The, the bow is just there to yeah, threaten you. I'm going to uh, hinder myself with my one jump ahead distinction because I feel like I'm not one jump ahead right now. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with that then. Is this high stakes, by the way? This particular moment is not high stakes, no. Um, in that case, yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to do anything. I'll just fail that one with a 7. He has a 17. That's a d12 complication. Yep. So let's see. What kind of complication would be appropriate for you here and now, Zakar? I would imagine something emotionally based that would cause you to... Um, I mean, you don't have to fork it over. Uh, you're just taking a complication because if you were forking over, you would have just not rolled or given in. But what would you like to do? How about, you know, he's trying to intimidate me and I'm you know, trying my best to resist, but uh, suddenly more of those uh, sacks break open and I'm suddenly being swarmed by those monsters coming at me because I have the artifact. So this is a D12 swarmed. Got it. Sakai, you idiots. Just fork it over. And at this point, his own attention is turning towards some of the swarm as it's not immediately clear to him that he's not the source of uh, their interest. So he is firing at uh, these creatures, again, as previously mentioned, very quickly with his bow, despite his advanced age. Uh, And yeah, we cut back down to the clearing 40 feet below. Uh, What has entered this small clearing around this tree with Michelle, Ronnie, and uh, Maze, who are once again the trio, I just realized, um, is a uh, tall, uh, large man. And he's not large in the same way that Duke is large. He's large in a way uh, similar to the mutated creatures that were originally clicking uh, at Maze and Michelle back in that dilapidated building. His flesh has been changed in such a way that, you know, despite his large size, the skin didn't grow with him. So the skin is just stretched over his features and even tearing in some parts. The man is dressed otherwise in flowing robes, and he does not uh, click uh, or screech at you like those mindless creatures. Instead, he speaks with a gruff voice. What are you doing in this town? What are you doing here? You are one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> I think <laughs> when uh, Michelle says that, I think Maze just is like, nope, and just starts climbing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If she's doing that, then I climb after her because I'm not facing this. Thanks. Uh, Michelle engaged, and we're out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Just abandon me. You can climb. (laughs) I'll start climbing, too. You you, you just start bragging about how well you climb. Higher ground. Higher ground. Okay. It can't fight us in the trees. You're gonna pat. You're gonna pass the car, and he's going to. He's like lower ground, lower ground. <laughs> uh, so this is becoming a high stakes scene. Uh, as a reminder, high stakes scenes mean um, not necessarily every roll that you fail is going to take you out, but there's a chance that a failed roll would mean you get taken out. 
Now, keep in mind, when you get taken out in this game, it doesn't necessarily mean death. We've talked about that before. You also have some options here where if you get taken out, you can instead spend a plot point if you have one on hand to just take a complication instead of being taken out. Taken out usually means you can no longer act in the scene. Um, or I might just limit you on your actions, uh, on the things that you can do. So like, I don't know, if you were to break your hand, uh, Ronnie, uh, I would probably say that uh, you're taken out in the sense that you, you can no longer climb or do like physical actions uh, that would demand your hands. You can usually spend a plot point to act even after you're taken yeah, out. Yeah, right? and additionally, yeah, I was just about to say that. So additionally, if you are taken out, um, if you have plot points on hand, you can spend a plot point to take an action of some sort. Um, so that's very much like the type of moment where like people thought you were dead and then you spend a plot point to shoot the bad guy, that kind of thing. Um, it's kind of like those kind of situations. So uh, yeah, the three of you begin to climb up. Um, the man creature uh, stares at the three of you. And I think from his point of view, his eyes fall on Ronnie. Um, I keep forgetting uh, Ronnie's sword name. Is it Satini? Sarati. Sarati. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I blame Laura for getting me mixed up. I literally, like, I have Sarita in my head, and that is it. I will not remember it. He just yells, Sarati! And, like, you have, like, spittle coming out of his mouth in an anger, and he says, You will be judged! And he begins to lumber toward the tree to climb up after the three of you. Now, what's this climbing up look like? Are you three like trying to stick together at all? Is it just like you're splitting up? I'm frantic. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any coordination on Maze's the part. The vibe I got <laughs> is that it's that whole, hey, we don't have to outrun the bear. We just have to outrun Michelle situation. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Ronnie didn't put much thought into it other than like, oh, a big threat and one of the people who could help me defeat that threat is gone. I will also be gone. Right. So the three of you are climbing up. Now, uh, this guy is going to be climbing up after you uh, with his eyes on the prize being Ronnie specifically, but we have two people in his way. So let's kind of get a pulse. Are, are we just talking about just climbing faster, even faster? Are we talking about doing something to slow him down or some other third action? I have a spear. I can cut down a branch and try to like make bramble to block his path. Yeah. I think um, Maze was going to try to hinder and slow him down by Doing her spider nets, I guess, is what they're called now. <laughs> I, after a second to think uh, Ronnie is going for Zakar because she wants to see what happens when we get the artifacts together. Okay. So basically what I'm trying to do is funnel this into a single contest. Uh, and so I think what we're going to do is have Michelle and Maze roll respectively to test create assets or to inflict complications that will ultimately serve for a contest between Rodney and this uh, giant dude. Yeah, let's actually start with Maze, and then we'll do uh, Michelle. Okay, get out of danger. Prowess, uh, magic, reckless, and she's going to like pull in her magical abilities, her inherently magical signature asset. So let's see. 
I've set the difficulty to 13, and I've rolled a hitch, or an opportunity. She's using magic, and she rolled a 1 and a 2. But she, I'm also going to use a plot point to add that other 4. So um, a 7 and an 8 is a 15. 15. Okay. So um, once you describe your success, uh, but also I'm going to buy both of those hitches. Okay, so um, as she is sort of scrambling up, she gets kind of a safe distance, and as, I guess as Michelle is cutting branches, she's going to sort of put this, the iridescent netting over them to sort of make a a block uh, so that this creature is either slowed down or stopped, so sort of like um, a, a netting in front of his path. And I'm going to spend a die from the Doom Pool to introduce a complication for you. So we've talked about it before. Magic is dangerous. Now, this has been expressed previously as attracting uh, these eldritch beings from another plane. It's following you, but that's not the only reason why it's dangerous. Sometimes uh, magic, especially in frantic moments like this where you can't take a calm compose like measure of like how much oomph you're putting into your magic uh, i think you're channeling too much energy into a spell uh, that just doesn't need that much energy and so what i think that kind of looks like is that the tree begins to shake uh un under your grip um, the bark itself uh begins to glow blue around your area and then explodes, throwing you off. And this complication is a D8 freefall. Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, this complication is going to be a uh, D8 complication attached to the scene instead of just a complication tied to you. Please still mark on your sheet. This is going to be a D8 tree quake, earthquake. <laughs> Because uh, it's really just the tree that's shaking. But let's just call it a D8 Earthquake. Uh, and that's going to work against a lot of people, up to including this uh, creature. Is this another one on top of No, the... that's, uh, that's oh, going to be instead of the freefall. Oh, instead of the freefall. Okay. This is going to be a D6 asset for Ronnie that we're giving to her, which is going to be their slowed down, basically. So however you want to mark down your sheet, Ronnie, it's going to be D6. Uh, now let's cut over to michelle now michelle i think you were busy hacking away at a branch uh to further slow them down yes and i also was curious is can we challenge our our statements in this game that's uh, that's the whole reason why they're there and when you challenge them you get three you get to triple it and then you change it when you go to advance correct you step it down and you triple it you know, if we had done this in the previous sessions, uh, you would potentially be rewriting it or advancing a die, etc. Yeah, at the end of a session. But immediately, uh, you are stepping it down and tripling it. And when you say stepping it down, for the pool or for the rest of the session? For the rest of the session. The reason I ask is, you know, the situation we're in, my survival trait is the important thing is to survive, which it means I'm really only fault, which is my interpretation being literally why it says that, is that Michelle thinks only about herself. Michelle's in a situation where other people's lives depend on her right now. 
Michelle, in my mind, can challenge that statement to do something that puts herself at risk to protect them and potentially grow as a person. Because as they keep saying, I'm part of this group, which I think they actually just meant, hey, you're here. But, you know, Michelle can take that however she wants. Oh, I was uh, mistaken, by the way. Um, you'll triple the die and then stuff down. Okay. I was thinking of something that might be a little risky, putting herself at risk to knock the guy off the tree and get him and buy us some time, which would be jumping down and double kicking him in the face. Yeah. All right. Ronnie and uh, and Maze, she looks at them and goes, so whatever you do, you guys keep moving forward, okay? As she pushes herself off so that she would fall down and the force of her falling will smash into the guy's face and hopefully knock him off the tree and buy them time to get away. Okay, it sounds like you're initiating contests once you pick up your dice and roll. You'll triple, you'll just triple the trait die where whatever die size is at right now, and then it gets stuffed down. And uh, does the complication come into play? Him being slowed down doesn't come into play, if that's what you're asking. Oh, I, I was thinking about the uh, earthquake. Oh, right uh, yeah, so that'll come in play for both sides, I think. That's a D8 for you, uh, Michelle, and then they'll... Pr- also get a roll of D8. So potential sour now, I also decided to add my secretly a total disaster distinction because, I mean, I thought about it for a second to add a little levity situation. Also, this is Michelle being like, all right, she's all, as we know, she's a bit of um, bad at talking about feelings and stuff like that. So it's also like, I don't know, I thought I'd throw that in there maybe, you know, kind of like, oh, we're friends and all that, but also I'm bad at talking about my feelings and everything. So my way of showing that maybe I've grown to like you guys is throwing my life at risk because that's all I know what to do. That's so sweet. Oh my God. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. One, eight, one, one, ten, five. Okay. So first off, 18 and a D10 effect because that's all the dice I have. Can't even. <laughs> okay. Can't even. Uh, oh, well, you know what? I, I want this yeah. to work. So you know what I'm also going to do? I'm going to spend a plot point and add a D8 uh, hero die. Uh, no, actually, 18 is pretty good. Sure. 18 is pretty good, though. Wait, let me think about it. What has he been rolling before? Is it worth it? Oh, okay. You know what? We're keeping it. 18 is really good. You could add the hero die after the fact if you want. Oh, I can? Sure. I think, right? Uh, I mean, for a test. It, but the thing is, is like you got to decide your total in effect before I roll in the contest. So if you're going to roll, the hero die is now that you're going. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, that statement is still true. You're still rolling after the fact she's, uh, but we're not rolling after I've already rolled. Uh, But yeah, go ahead. Oh, well. Yeah, that hitches. Uh, So I'm going to buy all four of these hitches. Okay, well, at least I'm not out of plot points. No, so you could you could potentially act, uh, but let's 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 figure out what happens here. So you have an eighteen and a D ten effect. Uh, they are going to go ahead and roll that. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and spend a D eight for my Doom Pool. Throw it in there. Okay. Oh, sorry, real quick, because uh, I saw Mo's comment there in the chat, and I just remembered that hero dice can uh, hitch. You can also choose to put the hero die back in your pool. And not add it instead. Oh, if I'm not is that mistaken. True? But you still pay the plot point that you paid for the hero die, regardless of whether or not you keep it in the pool. Yeah. So because I offered you a plot point for that hitch, you may choose to take back your hero die and not add it to your total. Uh, so it sounds like your hero die still gets added to the total despite hitching. So that's interesting wording there. So that would be a 19. 
Oh, and you do that. Well, yeah, still, still in general, it sounds like even though you hitch, you still get to add it to your. That total. makes sense because if it is a finite resource and getting nothing for using it would be kind of like lame. So I understand that it's like even if it's a one, it's still a plus one bonus. Yeah. Uh, what would you like to do? Would you like to take it back or? I feel like it's a little cheating because I know that you can't beat the result now. So now that I think about it, it'd be a bit cheating to be like, yeah, you know what? I'll take, I'll, I'll keep, take it back now that I know I'm going to win. <laughs> So I think I'd rather, I'll, I'll just let it be because we waited, but I'll keep it in mind for next time. Yeah, so it's a 19 right now, and I just rolled a 5, 3, 3, and 2, which is not going to be enough to uh, beat that. Michelle, uh, once you describe your success here, you're, whatever this looks like, you're not taken out. So I, you know, hit, uh, jump off of the wall, and, you know, I'm falling down fast. Now, there's a little caveat that probably some people listening at home have already realized is I'm going to double kick him in the face. But, you know, also there's this law in, uh, you know, it's called uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So this is going to hurt like hell, too. <laughs> but I kick him with enough force that I think I exceeded his result by a lot. So I think it's fair to say that I knock him off the tree and cause him to fall flat down onto the floor but also i go down with him landing at the bottom base of the tree uh across from him so now he's nowhere close to the other ones because i think i shouldn't just get everything there has to be some sort of consequence to this or else it means nothing so i have landed down across from the tree it hasn't caused any sort of complication but it wasn't pleasant landing full force into a person like that but we're both fallen down they're far away everyone has distance now which is why i think this is challenging the the important thing is to survive because i've definitely now put myself at the most risk uh to protect everyone else how do i put that opportunity into play <laughs> so opportunities are just stepping up an existing asset or stepping down an existing complication you could step down my swarm <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think with the jostling of the tree and Michelle dislodging this big creature, I think it also sort of shakes the tree one more time and some of the swarm that is on JT sort of falls off too. And um, re regarding this contest that this creature just lost, uh, I mean, it was high stakes for him too. I'm going to spend a plot point to keep him in the game. So he's going to take a D12 complication because you had a, a heroic success. So that steps up your D10. So what do you want to name the complication? Michelle. Well, you know, if no, if people don't think this is too gory, how would I kick his face off? <laughs> or um, alternatively, so uh, more specifically, he's also uh, considered a boss. Oh, so he has boss dice that he can knock out. Uh, oh, from okay, his cool. okay, okay. Too, and a D twelve would knock. Okay, so we knocked out one of his dice. So it would be that and, and a complication, or that or a complication. You're saying that or a complication. Let's knock out one of his boss dice get him closer to being defeated he's got a concussion now so he lands in his back is a large splash and you you fall out there we cut back to the top of the tree to zakar zakar the tree is shaking for reasons you don't quite understand from your vantage point and some of the swarm has lost their footing slipping off and falling others uh, are just regaining their footsteps uh, zakar has now i think expertly like opened a path between the two of you and he holds out his hand oh, god, god come on zakar come on you idiots let's get going 
Yeah, I guess I'll uh, take his hand then. By the way, I'm just having the image right now of all of these weird monsters just like falling down, like uh, past my companions climbing the tree. So they just start saying things falling out of like the branches. Zakar taking his hands, you know, he pushes you forward, basically putting himself between you and the swarm. He's down to the last of his arrows and he fires off too. So he, he's down to one last one. All right. Well, you got, you got a rope in that bag? Uh, yeah. Remember the Casimir heist? How could I forget? That was your fault, by the way. We'll talk about that. <laughs> and uh, what what does the Casimir heist mean to you? Like, what does this look like? He's clearly alluding to some sort of like zany escape or plan. So what was that? I'm not sure, to be perfectly honest. Does anyone have an idea? What if it was a matter of maybe the situation between this tree and the Casimir heist it was very similar and maybe we have a sort of like Aladdin situation which I might be misremembering Aladdin but if we recall Aladdin's getting chased through the city right, right. doesn't he like bounce off of like some tarps and stuff yeah yeah I think he does I think you're right uh, yeah. so maybe we can have you like hitch the rope really quick and the two of you basically jump off rope in hand and use it to swing onto like some branches or like large leaves that you then like slide or bounce off of. Yeah. I like that idea. I think I'm gonna, yeah, let's do that. Alrighty, man. I feel like I could have used my escape plan, uh, talent, but, uh, it didn't end up needing go like that. So I'm going to, uh, only roll a pair of my D tens from my doom pole, but I'm using swarmed against you. And I'm also using tree quake against you. So uh, as complications, which is why I'm trying to be a little tiny bit nicer. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks. Um, I've rolled two opportunities, but the difficulty is set to 16. Oof. Okay, so let's see what we got here. All right, so I've got an 11, and it would only be a 15 if I added that in. All right, I'm going to roll a hero die, I guess. One of my D10 hero dice. And that is only at a 14 now. I can roll more than one, right? I can roll as many as I have plot points for. Yep. All right, may as well use it up. This is the last session after all, so I'm going to roll another D10 hero die. Okay, that'll do it. I'm at a 19 now. 19. Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, I think you quickly hitch up the rope, and I think Zakar has his bow at the ready, but he doesn't fire it. Instead, he turns with you, and the two of you basically launch yourself off this treetop and begin to swing through the trees. We have a shot where the two of you are scrambling for that rope. You're then swinging across the rope, using it to sort of wall run uh, across and sink, I should add, this giant tree trunk. Then you drop down as the last remaining feet of the rope gives. And frankly, you don't want to hang on to that rope too much. Otherwise, you're going to burn your hands until finally you bounce off of a, a limb and begin to slide down another limb that's kind of like jutting more downward. Uh, as you do so, you actually find yourself not too far from a certain wizard of ours, a certain witch, Maze, we've established that you're currently been blown off the tree of your own uh, doing, and you're <laughs> plummeting in the <laughs> ground when suddenly you see Zakar and you assume his friend, some old geezer, parkouring down this tree. What do you do? 
Oh, geez. <laughs> She's just like in free fall. Can I create an asset to try to be to like, I don't know, like grab onto her or something like that or like help, you know, at least slow her down. George of the Jungle style. <laughs> yeah, you can spend a plot point if you'd like um, to make that rope maybe an asset that she can use. Ran out of plot points now, but can or can uh, can. <laughs> Maze well, do that or not? I was gonna do some magic-y things because the hell with it at this point. There's just sacks exploding. There's zombies falling. There is a a grotesque monster that Michelle just face kicked. So she sort of sees the car flying through the air towards her, and she tries to make like a magical lasso to grab onto him to halt her fall and can i can i uh actually do a test to create an asset or no maze here has like four plot points okay. <laughs> and two hero dies. <laughs> okay fair <laughs> enough you know yeah i won't yeah. need it but just okay that's fine all right magic oh uh, 12 and a one and a two <laughs> Uh, 12's good. I rolled a 10, so you're good. Uh, so you shoot out this lasso. I'm not going to buy those hitches. And yeah, I, I think you said you were trying to lasso onto Zakar. Yeah. All right. So Zakar, you suddenly feel your descent uh, as you're sliding against this rough-hewn wood. It begins to slow as something uh, lassos around your waist, and you feel a weight. And suddenly, I, I kind of imagine you're acting as the focal point for Mace to then just swing up such a fashion that she lands behind you on this tree limb, right between you and this old geezer uh, that is Fasir. Who's the girl? Who's the geezer? Definitely not the time for this, you two. We cut over to Ronnie. Uh, <laughs> Ronnie, <laughs> you've been climbing up, uh, looking for Zakar. You then see two figures jumping from Zakar. You're not quite sure just yet whether those were the uh, weird uh, sack creatures. You suddenly see, now that they've plummeted closer to you, uh, Zakar and this geezer who have uh, once more like raced across this trunk using the rope to then swing onto this uh, branch and are now sliding down the opposite way. Uh, what are you doing? Come join um... us. <laughs> Parkour. Yeah. Maybe we'll pick up uh, Michelle on the way down too. Who knows? Can she make it to Zakar? Because... I don't know. You tell me. Let's, uh, let's see some dice rolls. This is high stakes. So if you want to try to make it over to Zakar... Um, what does that look like? Are you trying to climb over or are you trying to like just leap onto that uh, same branch? Let's go with, yeah, just jumping over there. Uh, fastest way possible. Sure, why not? Sure. Uh, everything is chaos. Uh, this is going to be a 19. Oh, <laughs> Maybe you like you're swinging that. from a branch onto the place where we are or something. Well, do I need to swing on a branch? Can I just jump? How far away is it's it? It's like seven feet away. Uh, you can try to jump. But it's like... Not, uh, they're probably below me, so the jump is easy. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> either way, we've established uh, She's at the bargaining stage of grief right now. <laughs> I want to, I want to be able to get there. Um, okay. Oh, I'm so scared for my dice because they're not gonna, I think I literally can't do it. Ugh. Okay, so that is a 15, but... Can I use my plot point to get that six too? Yeah. Yep. 
Yay. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So, so 21. Instant leader, probably like a good five feet behind, but still like sliding along this, tr- uh, this limb of uh, this tree branch with you guys is uh, Ronnie. Uh, so Ronnie, ahead of you, you see the balding head of some old geezer. You're pretty sure you see Maze. You definitely see Zakar ahead of Maze. You're now sliding after them. So, yeah, I jump. And I probably use my sword to anchor myself to almost, like, fall off. But then I don't because uh, I'm awesome. Okay. We cut down uh, to Michelle. Now, the three of you are going, uh, those who are, like, sliding down the tree branches are going to join Michelle here in a few moments but as it is michelle it's just you and this giant uh hulk-like creature in the swamp right now is getting onto his legs you stand between me and destiny yeah i have no idea what the hell you're talking about but i'm gonna kick your ass it charges forward looking to basically do what duke was going to do to ronnie smear you across the trunk of this tree at this point, uh, the D8 scene complication uh, tree quake is now done. So am I acting or is he acting? Well, you tell me what you want to do and we'll figure out uh, what's going on in terms of the mechanics. Well, I mean, this thing is, if he's just charging at me and I have a spear, wouldn't the most sense be to jump at right at the moment of impact and try to stab him in the head and then pull vault off of his throat? Mm-hmm. All right. That uh, sounds good to me. I'm going to go ahead and roll first for this contest. So you had knocked the D10 out earlier. But they still have a um, pretty meaty pool here. And actually, what do I have in my Doom pool? I'm going to spend a D12 for my Doom pool to add to this. So between the remaining and then their little skill there, then Doom pool die. 18 with a D12 effect. That's a difficult one to beat. Okay. So I'm using prowess because this feels like an appropriate prowess action since I'm basically pole vaulting off of a spear I'm stabbing in somebody. That's Clash that's using my weapon and my specialty is with my spear, actually. I said one line that I'm going to do something badass or get absolutely reamed. I guess we'll find out which is which. I think it falls under a little bit of the old uh, strong silent type. You can disagree with me at any point on that because I have been using these. That's no, fine. Um, keep in mind, also, uh, I'm always bad about this, but this is a high stakes roll, but is a one sided high stakes roll. Uh, it's high stakes for you, but not for him anymore. That makes sense. Now, that's a bad roll, but I do have two D8s and four plot points. So I'm going to spend two of those plot points and my two D8s to see if I can make the turn this around. Uh, by D8s, I mean hero dice. So six. So six plus two of these. So six plus six uh, is only 12. Okay, so I did not manage to make it. And did, I, I'm sorry, did you spend both of your plot points? Or how many plot points you got left? We bought four on the last roll. You said you bought all four hitches. If Zakar does something heroic, would I be able to like create an asset now, or does that have to happen before? That needs to happen before the roll. But right, right now, like you two are technically in two different scenes. You're you're transitioning to Michelle's scene right now. So you're technically just not in the scene right now. Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. If you don't want to be taken out right now, you have to spend a plot point and just take a complication instead. I'll spend a plot point to take a complication instead of being knocked out. 
yeah, because they also got like a heroic success, that's going to be a D12 complication. So I think what happens here is you try to time your jump and you do jump, but it's giant shoulder catches you, sending you spinning in the air uh, and landing on the ground. Uh, the D12 complication is just going to be, well, you know what? You pick the limb. Uh, one of your limbs is broken. I've been overusing my spear, so how about I break one of my arms so I can't use my spear anymore? So I have to be more creative next time. So my arm is broken. Right arm. With that said, it turns around, and at this point, the rest of the cast joins you. uh, Sliding off the uh, branch and falling. I I think this branch takes you like still like 10 feet off the ground, but uh, you all are heroic uh, people, so we're just going to say you just kind of parkour off of that. You land into this watery, muddy clearing, and actually not too far from Michelle, who, as you're landing, has also just hit the ground with a sickening crunch. What does anyone here do? Well, I definitely wince at the crunch. So do I, as I feel my arms break. So where did she land uh, relative to us? She's like five feet away from you. Oh, very close. Maybe I'll try to grab her good arm from where I am, if possible, and sort of try to, like, have her slide along down with us, if I can, no, you're, just sort of, like, You're not sliding anymore. You're, you're in the clearing, the... no. Oh, we're not? Oh, we're just in the clearing. Grab okay. her and pull her closer. Maze will step forward, because uh, she saw what Michelle did for them to stall this creature. And she's going to try to just blast this thing away. With a net? Not with a net. With, a... <laughs> <laughs> with her magic spider powers. <laughs> and you got to do a funny quip. You can't just be shooting those powers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm going to do the same thing that Michelle did with stepping something or tripling something and then uh, stepping it down. So for prowess, she has get out of danger. So she's going to sort of sidestep Michelle and use sort of any reservoir that she has to blast this thing as as far back as possible to get room between it and us. Uh, Before you make that roll, let me get a pulse of what everyone's doing. Uh, So uh, we have Zakar, who's trying to pull Michelle into safety. Uh, Ronnie, uh, what would you like to do? Ronnie is so single-minded right now about the artifacts. Mm. Where can you remind me? Where where's the car right now? Uh, the car is just a couple of feet away from you. Uh, currently picking Michelle off of the ground. And my uh, my satchel is like has swung open. By the way, I think just from all the movement, so the uh, artifact is just like right there. Ronnie wants to touch her sword to the artifact again. Okay. <laughs> I think that's interesting. Let's go ahead and actually have you make an endure roll. Uh, so we'll have you roll uh, your endure roll. We'll then also have Maze start uh, her contest with this creature. So Maze, also go ahead and start building your pool. Um, now for Ronnie, I'm just going to roll the Doom Pool. I'm also going to roll your Burning Flesh complication against you. This almost feels like a destiny roll, even though my destiny is so horrible. I mean, if that's if that's what you're mm. feeling like, if you feel like maybe this is destiny, that's exactly that's exactly what you should be rolling. But okay, I'm gonna roll that, even though it's a d4 and it hurts me too. 
Mm -hmm. Now, it should be noted that I have rolled an opportunity here, uh, but I have also... Uh, I think for my two dice uh, that I'm going to pick, I'm not going to go with the highest rolling ones. I'm going to say that the difficulty is going to be set to 12. I would definitely buy down that complication if you could. Uh, I will if you tell me how to do that. Yeah, you just spend a plot point. Okay. Uh, so which complication are you trying to buy down? Are you trying uh, try to buy down the burning flesh complication? Oh, yes. Okay. That's the one that I... Uh, so that becomes a D4. Uh, by the way, Zakar, your swarm is no longer relevant. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, Ronnie, you've rolled a 16. Uh, so I think, honestly, like, uh, let's see, heroic success, right? I said that my total was 12. Or no, I, it was almost a heroic success. But either way, once you describe what happens here, if you want, um, you can think on it a moment because we, we can kind of like imagine that maybe this, whatever is going to happen, takes a moment to fire off. Uh-huh. We can start with, um, we can cut over to Maze uh, while you think on it. Okay, okay. So, Maze, I, I see you over there with your high rolling skills. So, what are we looking at? 13. Yeah, she kind of, I, because I'm just going to use it. I'm going to roll one of my hero die just to, to add. So, that's a 17. And remind me again, uh, what were you doing specifically? You were blasting this guy, right? Yeah, I was blasting this dude away. Just using all her fucking spider rainbow magic. <laughs> uh, I think from his point of view, this is mostly going to be like more of like enduring what you're dishing out. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and have that. going to go ahead and spend my last D12 from uh, the Doom pool and add it into the pool. And actually, uh, I'll spend a d10 from that and also add another d10 can i also use just a plot point to add another die all right so i'm gonna add another one of those fours um Mm. to make it a 21 Ooh, yeah i think i'm going to uh so right off the bat i have 13 i am but i have three remaining dice i'm going to spend my entire uh doom pool to add all those dice together to give me a total of 23, and in effect, I have four, D4. Uh, so what would you like to do? Damn, 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 damn. Uh, I will say, since he's mostly just like enduring yeah. this, uh, that's not high stakes for you. So uh, losing this it doesn't mean you're going to get taken out. Yeah, I think she's just putting herself in between the group and this thing. Blasting it with this energy, she is trying to give them some time to do whatever they're going to do. Sounds like you're giving in then. Yeah. Uh, take a plot point. Uh, so yeah, uh, you're you're putting you're all in this. This feels like a very much like a DBZ moment, <laughs> but you're putting your all into it. I think when the smoke clears, he's still standing there. You're feeling exhausted now. I don't have any more dice to like actually give a die to that, but I wish I did. But he is still remarkably standing. Yeah, I think he begins to uh, march toward the artifact. We cut back over to Ronnie and the artifacts. What does that look like? Can you describe like really quickly where everyone is? Because for some reason, I'm having a hard time picturing this. Yeah, so you yourself are in the middle of a clearing. It's a nice summer day. No, <laughs> uh, you're, you're in the <laughs> yeah, middle of a clearing uh, right in front of you, Ronnie, um, about 15 feet away. Uh, back 
almost pressed against the tree, especially after Maze's blast, is this hulking figure. And to your left, and a few feet in front of you, and to your left is Maze, who just finished sending off that blast. To your right, and uh, several feet behind you, is Zakar and Michelle, which is to say all your friends are like within five feet of you. Okay, so we're all together, and then essentially there's a threat up against the tree. Yeah. I'm about to affect JT's character, so JT, if you don't like this, uh, you can say no. But what if when Ronnie touches the artifact, what happened to me when I called out the sword with like the blue glowing eyes and the runes and stuff happens to Zakar, but with uh, his orange stuff, there's just like this buildup of like bright glowy energy between us that just like bursts out and like knocks the person back i'm okay with that and let's actually funnel this into what's going to be our last contest of not only the session but of the uh of this series you're essentially clashing by lash- lashing out with this energy whether it's intentional or not mm-hmm. so go ahead and build a bolt pull center around that idea Okay. Um, now you can absolutely add Sarati, the sword, to this. Okay, I got a 13. You got a 13. This feels like one of the last rolls. I'll spend my last plot point to keep the 3, to bump it up to 16. And this is going to be a very wimpy pull for them, comparatively. Oh, good. All said and done. There is a blinding light, I think, at the epicenter of all this. Uh, And when the light fades away, we see that all of you are sort of uh, in the air. The creatures that were climbing down the tree to join this sort of battle and the hulking figure have gone away. And the four of you find yourself in an orb with Ronnie at the epicenter of it. Ronnie, when you think safety, when you think home, where where do you think? She thinks of the place that she fled to protect her family from her after her powers started activating. And it's just like this nice little farm out in the middle of nowhere with nothing really going on. It's just like nice and comforting. All across the lands... Uh, the skies had apparently darkened, at least between here and said farm. Uh, whether it was global, who's to say? You'll find out later. Uh, but the starry effect of the dark clouds makes this orb that you all are contained in as you're shooting through the sky appear to be almost like this weird shooting star in the middle of the day. But the clouds are starting to break up. The sky's starting to turn the regular sky blue. And we kind of fade to black. We are going to fade into epilogues for our characters here. Who here has a nice epilogue for themselves? We can consider this to be a few days or a few weeks or whatever's most apt for your epilogue. Ronnie just went out and took some friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think Maze, after all of the things that transpired, she's doubled down on her interest in magic, especially getting stronger because 
that creature that they encountered and her magic not really doing anything, but then Ronnie shooting them through the sky to this place of safety. She would go to where Ronnie said she found the sword and try to find more artifacts like that. So she is probably on the road sort of heading into the heading into the sunset (laughs) 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 or not, but just like sort of on the road heading out, sort of finding more information and, and get stronger. And that's where she's going. As far as Zakar is concerned, he learned that the uh, real treasure was the uh, friends he met along the way. No, no, actually, <laughs> he really just wanted treasure. And that didn't really work out for him this time, because I think that uh, the artifact got destroyed in the process of zooming them out of there. But uh, he's he now knows that there are a lot of great opportunities, you know, for getting those ancient artifacts and treasures. So he asks uh, Maze if he can uh, tag along for some more expeditions. Absolutely. That is absolutely perfect for me because I was thinking <laughs> I would probably also go with Maze <laughs> yeah. because she probably spends a bit of time at the farm, but she left because she didn't want to put them in danger and she doesn't really feel like she's closer to understanding this necessarily. And Maze seems like the best way to do that eventually. So... Plus, Zakara is just very interesting to her now, so she would like them to stay together. Mm. Oh. Not in that <laughs> way. <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for the fan. Yeah, if you want to write slash fiction, oh yeah. Care. I mean, I'm just saying. I highly yeah. doubt that. <laughs> Well, you never know. All three of our listeners might take an interest. Mm-hmm. So. But there's five of us who's still listening. So Michelle actually learned that the actually did learn that the real uh, treasure was the friends they made along the way, tying that into the uh, challenge statement. So since you know she was always kind of a loner, and since she actually did kind of like hanging out, and she didn't really get paid. She was supposed to get a commission, and there was no treasure. Nor did she get hazard pay, and frankly, there should be medical insurance offered on this job because she was injured. So that's how she explains her reasoning for remaining with the group, but really it's because she's grown to like them. Nice. Look at us. <laughs> One big happy family. Zakara was played by JT. I managed to like sort of swing up and I pull out uh, Stabby as I do so. Ronnie was played by Laura. Um, I honestly expected him to make me go up and get it. Mies was played by Mo Skell. I think she's going to pop out her binoculars really quickly to see. And Michelle was played by Kamala. So these webs, are you like part spider? Is that why you keep doing it? And I'm Kirby. I've been your guide through the Broken Palisades. You can follow the latest with Prime by Cortex by checking out any of the links in the show notes. We'll see you next time.